is Fantasy Football Frenzy. You want the latest info. How's your lineup looking? It's not good. Who's hurt? Who's injured? Is listed as questionable. Questionable. What does that mean? No one knows what that means. Matchup breakdowns. First game today is too close to call. You need an edge to pound your opposition. Like if I start him and then he doesn't play, I literally have nothing in the bank. I've no backup. Fantasy expert Jeff Mellor. I mean, they know if they're playing. They know. They should tell us. Have it for you. How many leagues are you in? I'm in 12 leagues. Right here. Well, that is just pure fantasy football. On ESPN 1000. Good morning and welcome on into a brisk autumn morning here in the beautiful city of Chicago. A little bit overcast, but still nice fall day. I'm Jeff Meller and happy to be back from the bye week. The self-imposed bye week. Sometimes you don't want to take the bye week, but it happens. So we're back. 312-332-3776. If you've got a fantasy football question, I will do my best to answer it and lead you to a victory. It, of course, is week nine of the NFL season. And it's uh, hustling and bustling down here. We have the the uh, hot chocolate race going on downtown. So a lot more activity on a Sunday morning than normal. I know it's... One of Fred Hubner's two favorite days of the year on the calendar. The aforementioned Fred Hubner and Steve Mongo McMichael will get you set up next with Chicago's NFL game day for Bears and Bills. I know everyone wants to know about Khalil Mack. And uh, as you just heard from Christina Lisi in the update there, Khalil Mack is unlikely to play. They're going to uh, check him out in the pregame. But uh, it seems most prudent for the Bears to maybe Wait an extra week if they can to uh, ensure optimal Cleo Mack. But this is fantasy football, and so you are most likely interested in the offensive players and what their injury status is. So that's what we'll do right now. Again, 312-332-3776 if you have a fantasy football question. Chargers at Seahawks. And this time it's a pitch to Gordon again. He's got the left sideline. 10-5. Leaps into the end zone. Touchdown. Flash. Gordon. His third of the day. Russell takes a high snap. Hands it off. Chris Carson pounds his way in. Touchdown, Seahawks. Carson from five yards out. And unless you built a wall right in front of him, and even that probably wasn't going to stop him. All right, so Chargers and Seahawks. And I lead off with that game because I think that's probably two of the biggest pressing issues for fantasy football owners out there today because you've got the 305 kick central, of course. At CenturyLink Field in Seattle, Chargers taking on the Seahawks. And Melvin Gordon, good news per Adam Schefter and Ian Rappaport, expected to go despite being listed as questionable. So that's good news. You can probably plan accordingly to have him unless there's some sort of setback. But going into the game, you feel pretty good about that. Of course, Chris Carson, not quite as optimistic, although still slightly optimistic. And what I mean by that is they're expecting to have him available, but... He's going to have to give it a go in pregame and prove to the Seahawks that the hip injury that uh, was forced him to be added to the injury report earlier this week, well, he has to ensure that that's not going to hamper him too much, that he can still go. That is problematic for Chris Carson owners out there because, again, as I stated, that 305 start, running backs are so hard to come by. If you've got a guy who you think is going to get 15 to 20 carries, You virtually have to start him these days in fantasy football. And so Chris Carson's problematic. Best advice I can give you, hopefully Mike Davis is 
on your roster, or if he's not on your roster, maybe he's still out there floating around on the free agent, uh, the waiver wire for you, and you can go ahead and snap him up this morning and have him there as insurance in case something comes up and Chris Carson cannot go. That's my best advice in terms of what you do with Carson. If you've got a viable alternative that you feel pretty safe with that starts in the noon game, I'd probably go ahead, unless you do have Mike Davis, I'd probably go ahead personally and start the player above Chris Carson just because you hate to have a guy in the late afternoon slate all of a sudden uh, become inactive and you're kind of stuck holding the bag. So Chris Carson, again, Optimism, but he's still going to have to give it a go in pregame. Melvin Gordon is expected to go, so good news there. Rams at Saints. Goff takes a quick snap, turns left shoulder, play fakes, rolls to his right, in the right flat. Cooper Cup steps through a Seahawk, gets the pylon and gets the touchdown. Cooper Cup, touchdown LA, and the Rams are back on the high side. Cooper Cup going to be back for the Rams today against the Saints in what we expect to be a high-scoring affair. And, of course, the Rams, look, that offense is just so dynamic right now that if I have any piece of it, I want them in my lineup somehow, some way. They feel like they're a lock every week to give you four touchdowns or at least close to it. And, you know, 40 is in play as well. So Cooper Cup coming back from the knee injury, I'm finding a way to get him into my lineup. I will admit that I'm always a little bit scared when a guy is coming back from injury. I try and play it safe. Wait a week if I can, but with six teams on by this week, Cooper Cup is somebody I'm probably starting in most formats. Lions at Vikings. He goes to Dalvin. He goes to the end zone. Cousins out of the shotgun, takes the snap, floats out to the left, looks to the end zone, passes, caught! Touchdown! It's a touchdown to Stephon Diggs! All right, so this is a good news, bad news scenario. Delvin Cook looks like he will return this week. But we talked about this a couple weeks ago. Limited snap count for him is expected, so that's a bit dicey. If I'm a Delvin Cook owner, I'm really trying to avoid using him this week unless, again, as I mentioned, six teams on bye. I can understand if you've got very little in reserve that you feel comfortable starting. But I personally am trying to avoid Delvin Cook at all costs. Stefan Diggs, in the meantime, not as good a news. Looks like the rib injury is going to make it highly unlikely he'll be available today. And I think that's actually, there's a ripple effect too because I'll say this. You can't bench Adam Thielen, but I do wonder if without Diggs on the other side, if Adam Thielen sees a little bit more of Darius Slay, a pretty solid cornerback for the for the Lions, tends to shadow the best pass catcher on each team. I do wonder if Adam Thielen may see a bit of a downturn in numbers just because he's going to see in all likelihood, Darius Slay more times than not today without Stefan Diggs. And I guess I'm talking you through some bad news, but the reality is Adam Thielen's just so prolific right now, you can't bench him. So so I'll just say be aware. Just be don't be completely shocked if Adam Thielen's, you know, streak of a hundred yards is snapped today. Texans at Broncos. Two receivers right, Will Fuller short side left, now Miller in motion, Watson takes the snap, got a bit of time now, steps out to the right, throws, end zone, caught, touchdown Houston! Will Fuller with the TD catch, 
And the Texans take the lead. So, Will Fuller, you know by now, out for the season with the ACL tear. And so the Texans go ahead and trade for Demarius Thomas to fill the void left by Will Fuller. Demarius Thomas today, for me, not a great play. I just have a hard time believing that a guy who was traded for on Tuesday, even though he's got a little bit of familiarity with the playbook from his days under Josh McDaniels, Bill Bill O'Brien, of course, the play caller for the Texans. They overlapped in New England. I, I would say I'd be hesitant to go ahead and start Demarius Thomas today. Just can't imagine him having a monster day. He might see three or four catches but the reality is I, I can't see him having a huge day, especially with DeAndre Hopkins still on the other side for the Texans. So if you're a Demarius Thomas owner, I think you feel good about the move that the reality is he, he was not producing the way you were hoping in Denver, but this has to be at worst a lateral move in terms of stats, and you have to believe going forward he should see some better numbers with Deshaun Watson throwing him the ball no longer Case Keenum. But I'm saying don't buy into the whole revenge game. I I just don't think he's going to have a monster day today in Denver against the Broncos. It'll be emotional for him, but I wouldn't expect a huge point total from him in fantasy. Just doesn't seem the most likely scenario with uh, only a few days of practice to get in rhythm with Deshaun Watson. Packers at Patriots. Shotgun snap for Brady. Uh, give to Michelle. Runs to the left side. A burst past the 25. Outside of the 20. 15-10. Left sideline 5. Hurtling into the end zone. Touchdown, Patriots. Rodgers alone in the shotgun. Here's the snap. Looks. Rush right side of the end zone. So Sony Michelle has an opportunity, at least based on the increased role in practice this week, seems like there might be an opportunity for him to play, which is just absolutely the best news you could have expected if you're a Sony Michelle owner in fantasy because what we saw on the lakefront at Soldier Field against the Bears, that looked like it could have been a devastating knee injury that cost him the season. But oh no. I'm not going to say he's definitely going to play tonight, but there are, that's a positive sign that he's already been a participant in practice, and it seems like he's been increasing his reps as the practice week went on. So it seems like there's a possibility he plays tonight. But again, with this being the, the night capper, the Sunday nighter, Al and Chris on the call, it seems difficult to go ahead and start him if you're a fantasy football owner. But, you know, I'll, I'll say this. Depending on who your other options are, he might be worth might be worth holding out for if you're not really enamored with the guys that you have. But of course, knowing that if he's unavailable, who are you going to turn to? You know, you're going to have to make sure you have a roster spot. Uh, after what we saw from Kenyon Barner last week, he's not somebody you can turn to in a pinch. I don't think you could feel good about that. So where would you go? I don't know. You know, Deion Lewis, Derek Henry, maybe one of their owners got frustrated and, and released them. They're an opportunity check to see if either of those are available on the waiver wire as an op- as a if you're holding out on Sony Michelle because of course the Titans and Cowboys square off on Monday Night Football and you also heard the Randall Cobb highlight courtesy of WTMJ Wayne Larravee on the call Randall Cobb is expected to return despite being listed as questionable which gives Aaron Rodgers just another weapon another wide receiver to use so 
That's good news for Rogers owners out there. Randall Cobb, again, six teams on by, so you might be desperate. It's a possibility I could see using Randall Cobb in a as a wide receiver three or maybe a flex. Wouldn't want to do more than that, but at least something to be aware of. Chiefs at Browns. Four-man rush. Mahomes holding it. Looks to throw it long. He's going to throw it long. Gunning it for Tyreek Hill on the near side. Tracks the ball. Caught it. Touchdown, Kansas City. Good news for Tyreek Hill owners. The groin injury that uh, popped up on the injury report early in the week has he's been removed from the injury report. So seems like all systems are go for Tyreek Hill, and he is a must start in my opinion, and I'm sure in your opinion as well. So there you go. There's all the latest injury news you need to be aware of. Again, this is Fantasy Football Frenzy. I'm Jeff Meller, 312-332-3776. If you have a fantasy football question, or you can tweet at me at Jeff underscore Meller, M-E-L-L-E-R. Let's kick things off today with Mike in Mount Prospect. Good morning, Mike. Hey, Jeff. How are you? Uh, not too bad. Okay, I got a, I'm got playing the worst team in the league, and uh, I'm only favored by two because I have my teams on five. So I got a quarterback question. Watson on the road in Denver or Trubisky on the road in Buffalo? Ooh, all right, so I know that Mitch Trubisky has put up some pretty solid fantasy numbers, but I personally am always going to be reluctant to start Trubisky over somebody like Deshaun Watson. Now, like if you're in a, like you said, a lot of guys on by this week. If you're in a pinch and you need to go ahead and use Trubisky, I can understand it because your quarterback's on by. Maybe you've got Andrew Luck and you weren't carrying two QBs. That's perfectly reasonable. But I personally am never going to start Trubisky over Watson right now. I just, look, from throw to throw, he's a little too inconsistent, Mike. And the one thing the Bills bring to the table is a pretty solid front seven, a decent pass rush. I'm concerned about Trubisky's overall stats. I think the Bears win the game, but I'm not feeling great about using Trubisky over Watson for fantasy purposes. Thanks, Jeff. No problem, Mike. All right, Mike drops off. That leaves the line open for you. 312-332-3776. That's how Bob and Mount Greenwood got in. Hello, Bob. Hey, good morning, guys. What's uh, up? I got a question. I need one out of the following two. Corbin Sutton or DJ Moore? Oof, that is a pretty solid problem to have. I'll say this. I like Cortland Sutton and the role he's going to have with the Broncos without Demarius Thomas now. DJ Moore, it was a very nice, it's been a couple games actually with the Panthers where he's looked pretty good. But truth be told, I'm a little, I, I need to see a little more from DJ Moore right now before I just lock him into the lineup. It was five for 90, I believe, last week, a couple of carries, 39 yards. So he gave you an all around day in terms of yardage. But Sutton, I really think, is going, like, just. There's nowhere, like, there's nowhere else for the targets to go. He's going to step right in and be a starting wide receiver on the other side of Emmanuel Sanders. And I think, uh, Bob, you take take advantage of that today and wait a week on DJ Moore. See a little more before you just put him into the lineup. Yeah, sounds good. Hey, hey what do you think about Burton or Rudolph? Trey Burton or Kyle Rudolph. Let's go with, uh, let's play Trey Burton. I, I just think he's, the way Nagy works the offense, the scheming, I, I like Burton's involvement. He can Kyle Rudolph right now. Kirk Cousins seems to like again without Stefan Diggs. I can see a little bit of an increased role for Kyle Rudolph, but Burton. What we've seen already, you know that Trey Burton's going to be a mouth that uh, Nagy wants to feed throughout the game. And I just think without Allen Robinson as well, Trey Burton is a pretty solid red zone threat. So I like Burton over Rudolph. He's just giving you more production this year. All right, let's try Dave in Elkhorn, Wisconsin. What's up, Dave? 
Good morning, Jeff. I've got a Stephon Diggs problem, and I've also got Randall Cobb I was going to ask you about, but you hit on that too. Would you take a chance on Cobb? I need two out of three in a PPR. I've got Cobb, Parker, DJ Moore, and I could slide Crowell in there. Or do you think I should take a flyer on Trey Klein-Smith or Corey Davis? All right, so let's say the PPR format, Dave, I'm not going to start Crowell or Traquan Smith. Traquan Smith right now seems like, you know, a big play factor, but the reality is in the PPR format, it's hard to envision him seeing more than three or four catches. He just hasn't done it yet this year, so you're relying on a long touchdown from him, which could happen, but it's hard to predict that. So let's cross Crowell and Traquan Smith off off the list. <sighs> Look, I, I, maybe I'm buying too much into the talent with Corey Davis, but if, if Corey Davis is, is, is an option for you, I just... He is really the best option for the Titans. And even though it may not be, you know, Mariota has left a lot to be desired. I feel like I need of the options you've given me. Corey Davis is so far head and shoulders above him that Corey Davis is a must start. And then it comes down to we kind of talked about DJ Moore a little bit. I want to see a little more from him. So Parker and Cobb. You know what? I, I think Parker, with all the injuries that the Dolphins are facing at the wide receiver, I think the opportunities are going to be there for him. So I like Parker and Davis, Dave. Are you worried about the? They were talking earlier on, on the turf condition down there with that all that rain and and uh, the problems they're having down in Miami with the turf for for that. I mean, look, it's concerning, but I, I think sometimes people make a little too much in terms of at least in in, in the fantasy. Like, we're you, sometimes. How many times have you seen people worry about weather? You know, yeah, for right. the entire three hours leading up to the pregame, then the game starts and you you, you finally see the action going on. And you're like, what was all the, you know, the hubbub about? The, it's it's one of those things where it could be a factor, Dave, but I, I can't put too much stock in it because personally, I, we don't know. I've seen too many games happen where you hear all this, all these factors that teams need to be concerned about, that the turf's not going to play well. We've seen it here locally in Chicago all the time that, you know, it, just because the turf's coming up, it doesn't mean that big plays can't happen. And re- wide receivers, who in some some instances actually have an advantage because they know where they're going to run. A lot of times, it's actually more of a benefit for the offensive player than the defensive player. Sure, they might slip on a pass here or there, but the defender who doesn't know who has to react has a harder time playing on bad turf than a receiver who actually knows the route he's running. So, a lot of times, Dave, I don't even factor that in. All right, thanks, Jeff. All right, good luck, Dave. All right, Dave drops off. Again, leaves the line open for you. Let's try Tony in Shorewood. He's on Fantasy Football Frenzy. Hey, how you doing today? Good. Hey, I've got the next question. Uh, Half-point PPR, I've got Sony Michelle or Juju Smith. Okay, this is, you know what, Tony? I love these because this one is a, this one for me is very easy. I love Sony Michelle and the upside for him sure. going forward, but... There's still some, you know, there's still a questionable tag on him. I, we don't know right now. The Patriots, they're not going to give you anything that could give away team secrets or be a disadvantage to them. So we have no idea what Sony Michelle is actually going to do. And we won't know until after the three o'clock games start. I personally, I would play Juju Smith Schuster. He's a great option. I know the Ravens are a tough defense, but the reality is that pit, that uh, that passing offense the Steelers have is so good. That you know whether you have Antonio Brown or Juju Smith Schuster, I feel like they're they, they you must lock them into the lineup each week. I'm good. Thanks. All right, love those easy ones. Makes my life a little uh, a little simpler every now and then. 
All right. From the easy one to the hard one, let's try Tim in Algonquin. What do you got, Tim? Hey, good morning. Enjoy the show. Um, these guys kill me, uh, you know, because you start looking at players that you normally would never, ever play on a given <laughs> week. So I have a uh, PPR league, and there's 12 teams, so the rosters get thin. Mm-hmm. So I'm looking for running back. I have uh, Duke Johnson, and, and again, I just picked him up. I, I could potentially pick up Booker or Mike Davis, and... Mm-hmm. I'm just wondering, you know, who I should play between those three. Mike Davis, obviously, you don't know if he's going to play this afternoon. It's a PPR league, so, again, looking at either Duke Johnson. I don't have Booker, but Booker's available. Mm-hmm. So, I'm right. trying to figure out yeah, who to play you know, there. And I know it's been frustrating to own Duke Johnson all year, but with the coaching change, maybe, maybe, just maybe, we see a little more from Duke Johnson in the passing game. And the truth is, Mike Davis, if the timing was different, if they were both at the same time, if they were both 3 o'clock games or if they were both noon games, I would feel more inclined to say, okay, maybe we can go ahead and say start Mike Davis. But it sounds like the Seahawks are optimistic that Chris Carson is going to play. So unless he has a setback, Mike Davis is really, especially in the PPR format, is not really, an you know, he's not going to give you much value if Chris Carson doesn't go. So with the uncertainty there... I'd have to say I probably feel better about rolling with Duke Johnson in that scenario. All right, let's slip in one more here before we break. Let's try John in Bolingbrook. Hello, John. Yeah, I have a quarterback question. Uh, Jared Goff or Matt Ryan? Oof. All right. That one's, you know, Matt Ryan's been very productive, and the Falcons have thrown the ball over 40 times, it seems like, virtually every week these days. So you know there's, there's a pretty solid floor. The only thing that's going to hold... Jared Goff back, in my opinion, is whether or not Todd Gurley is going to score all the touchdowns. And Jared Goff has been a solid, if unspectacular, fantasy football quarterback. And they're always, always going to score a lot of points. You have to believe against the Saints today that both teams are going to need to score because, look, both offenses are so explosive, you're going to need to keep up. I'm personally going to play Jared Goff over Matt Ryan. I just think the possibility for the big game is much higher for Jared Goff than it is for Matt Ryan. But I will admit that the Todd Gurley factor does come into play because he steals so many touchdowns. The one positive factor is occasionally that Todd Gurley touchdown is off a screen pass or a shovel pass from Jared Goff. So you have that working in your favor. And let's be honest, Matt Ryan's matchup today against the Washington Redskins, that's that's not an easy matchup at FedEx Field. You've got the addition of HaHa Clinton Dix. How much he plays, I'm not sure, but still, the Redskins defense has been one of the best in the league at stopping the pass. So that's it, that. It, honestly, as I talk myself through Jared Goff, pretty easily. All right, when we come back, we'll answer more questions from you. Again, fantasy football frenzy every Sunday morning, except uh, last week. Three one two three three two three seven seven six. I'm Jeff Melly. This is ESPN One Thousand. This is Fantasy Football Frenzy with Jeff Meller. Well, I'm getting a message from your father's fantasy football league. Huh? Lenny used the uck word. Dial us up at 312-332-ESPN. Mom, it's trash talk. You know how guys say mean things to their friends the way women say nice things to their enemies? <sighs> That's 312-332-3776. Well, I don't like this trash talk. And I'm going to something about it fantasy football frenzy on espn 1000 dear lord 
Please help Homer's friends understand that make-believe computer football is no excuse for using the Internet to be mean. At ESPNChicago.com. This is Fantasy Football Frenzy, Week 9 here. I'm Jeff Meller on ESPN 1000. And uh, the latest news per Adam Schefter. Talked a little bit about Sony Michelle. Here's a little more, too. Patriots will test tight end Rob Gronkowski and Sony Michelle pregame. But there is concern about whether both players listed as questionable will be able to play tonight versus the Packers, per sources. So, as we've kind of been talking about, Sony Michelle makes makes a difficult proposition to start tonight. And now, all of a sudden, Rob Gronkowski as well. Problematic and, you know... There's no real, like, because Jimmy Graham's going to be owned in pretty much every league, so you can't turn to him if Gronk's out. And, well, the uh, the Titans, that's that's not that's a cross-off. And, of course, uh, Cowboys as well. Not a whole lot of great tight end options to turn to if Gronkowski is not available. So if you're uh, right now kind of searching for somebody who you can start early on, Maybe Vance McDonald is available on your waiver wire. Again, it's it's tough because the bye weeks. Maybe Ben Watson was recently re- released. Maybe a desperation play could be Cameron Brait. So uh, if you're a Gronk owner, make preparations. And unless you're willing to take the zero tonight, I would say be prepared uh, to have somebody start in the earlier games because uh, there's not a whole lot of great alternatives if Gronk is ruled out tonight. And you may just not want to risk it. So... There you go. The latest, again, Fantasy Football Frenzy on ESPN 1000. Continuing on with your questions, let's try Josh in Rockford. Good morning, Josh. Good morning, Miller. What's up? How you doing, man? Very good, Josh. How you doing this morning? Good, good, good. So I got a question. Non-PPR league, flight position, uh, funches, but my homer gut really wants to per- put uh, Burton in there. What are your thoughts? Yeah, like, yeah, I can understand that, but man... Against the Buccaneers, I, I, I don't get too caught up generally in the defenses teams are place, are playing. I try and usually bet on the best talents that, that you're choosing between. But against the Buccaneers, who have been just so woeful against the pass this year, I mean, it's just easy picking. So I would play Devin Funches over Trey Burton. And I've already, like, this feels like for the Bears a game where they kind of Play it close to the vest. Give you a you know just enough. They they know they're not going to need too many points on the board with Nathan Peterman on the other sidelines. So it, it just seems like you're not. They're not going to ask Mitch to do too much. I can very easily see Trey Burton having a solid but unspectacular day. So I'm going to roll with Funches. I think there's too many good opportunities against the Bucks this week. All right, I appreciate it, man. We got an expensive bottle of whiskey on this game, so thanks for the help. No, all right, Josh, good luck. Hopefully you can uh, take home that bottle of whiskey. Ali in Rogers Park has a PPR question. Hello, Ali. How's it going, Jeff? Good, man. I really love love this show, and I think you really need to figure out a way to get on national TV somehow. (laughs) Um, From your words, uh, from your mouth to uh, uh, God's ears, Ali. God's ears, right? Yeah. Appreciate it. so here's my question. I just I just heard your Rob Gronkowski news. So I flipped him and Greg Olson. So now I have Gronk in my flex. Okay. Starting. Is it should I leave him there and then wait to see what happens? Because I do have Randall Cobb and Amari Cooper. But the thing is, I want to play John Brown. Okay. Who? So I guess it's I, I can understand. Look, that's 
And you know what? Let's let's be honest. I'm okay with you starting John Brown and not and just you got Greg Olson. That's a great alternative to Gronk today. So that's I, I agree with that and move wholeheartedly. And John Brown against the Steelers, that's a solid matchup. He he he's been I don't think he's been below six or seven targets all year. John Brown is clearly their best option in the passing game. And I like that. Like I, I like because the truth is, if you're not using Gronk at the tight end position this year, we've seen it seems like the Patriots are maybe in conservation mode with Gronk, you know, as he's nearing the, he's getting later in his career. He's dealt with so many injuries. It feels like they're using him less and less in the passing game and, and specifically even in the red zone than they used to. And maybe they're conserving him for the playoffs. They don't want to, but whatever it is, I, I, I'm with you as I think, as I talk myself through this. I like starting John Brown over those guys today because Gronk, to me, if you're not using him in that tight end spot, he's not a huge, you know, there's plenty exactly. of guys out there, and in the PPR format, I like that. So I'm with you. Go ahead and start Brown, and with Olsen at tight end, you're perfectly fine. All right. All right. Good luck, Ali. Let's move on to uh, TJ on the south side. Hello, TJ. Good morning, guys. Good morning. All right. I got a PPR flex question. Marvin Jones Jr. or John Brown? All right. So good news with uh, Marvin Jones because of the trade. I was just talking. We were talking with uh, – Steve yeah. Mongo McMichael, who's up next with Fred Hubner after us, yeah. uh, talking about the Detroit Lions dealing Golden Tate. And that's obviously good news for Marvin Jones Jr. going forward. But again, as I just kind of talked about, John Brown against the Steelers, that's a secondary that has proven all year you can take advantage of them. And yeah. the Steelers generally, even though it's the Steelers and Ravens, it's not quite the same type of defense as we've seen, you know, five, ten years ago when Ray Lewis and other guys were leading the charge. It, mm-hmm. Both teams score points, and every team in the NFL scores points these days. So I like John Brown over Marvin Jones Jr. today. But going forward, right. I do think you've got something with Marvin Jones Jr. He he, and Penny Galladay, in my opinion, were the two biggest beneficiaries of the trade deadline for fantasy purposes. Because without Golden Tate there, Galladay and Marvin Jones Jr. go from you know splitting targets with Golden Tate to becoming, in my opinion, with Stafford throwing them the ball, two true you know, elite wide receiver options, two top 25-ish wide receivers. And, and I've been talking about Kenny Galladay all year. I love the talents. I think it's just a matter of time until he is a top 10 wide receiver in fantasy. And now without Golden Tate, it, we may be approaching that time. Golden Tate in Philadelphia, I'll say this. I don't love the move for him. If you're a fantasy owner, like, look, it's... Uh, it's never fun when your guy who already had the bye week gets traded to a team that has another bye week. So now he's got two bye weeks, so there's one less week you get from Golden Tate. And truth be told, there's a lot of options in Philly. And I don't see how Golden Tate just go goes ahead and, and you know has similar production. I think he'll still be a very good player for the Eagles in terms of actual football. But for fantasy purposes, Golden Tate moving to the Eagles, I don't love it. Let's try Tim in Hobart, Indiana. Hello, Tim. Hello. What's up? I have uh, Chubb, Murray, or Go- and Gordon. I need two of those. Um, I'm assuming we're uh, Latavius Murray, Tim? Yeah. yeah. Uh, all right. So let's go ahead and say I'm going to start, if I'm you, Gordon and Chubb. Latavius Murray, I still think he'll have a pretty solid day, but... As we've talked about earlier in the show, Delvin Cook is expected to have, uh, 
you know, some limited run. He's expected to be active today. Gets, he'll get some snaps that'll take away from Latavius Murray. And so, Latavius Murray, I'll say this for anyone else out there who's listening who has Latavius Murray. I'm not saying you can't start Latavius Murray today because I do think he'll probably see more carries when all is said and done than Delvin Cook. But I can't, I can't guarantee that. And it just it takes away some of the numbers from Murray today with Cook in the lineup. So I'd be I'd be cautious with Murray, but I understand again with six teams on bye, it's certainly possible that you don't have, you know, if you're like a Joe Mixon owner or Saquon Barkley, of course, or maybe even you've been dealing with, you know, TJ Yeldon as a fill in for Leonard Fournette. You need someone to turn to Latavius Murray isn't a terrible option, but Tim, you've got Gordon and Chubb, and I like both those players over Murray today. Let's try my man Jack in Bowling Brook. Hello, Jack. Hey, Jeff. Thanks for taking my... My pleasure. So, my question is, I have a, I'm have in a PPR league. I already have Mike Evans going, but because of the bias, I'm forced to use either uh, Randall Cobb or um, uh, Chris Godwin. And I need to know, what's your opinion about playing two receivers from the same team? Um, yeah, with Evans... Yeah, and... It, <laughs> Evans and obviously Evans is like it's one of those things where it depends on the situation. Panthers are a pretty solid defense. You know, with Fitzpatrick there though, that's good news. Yeah. I, I personally, because of the PPR format, that that for me kind of pushes it towards Randall Cobb. And I, I it just it doesn't it doesn't have the feel of just a monster scoring night between Brady and Rogers going back and forth on Sunday night football. I mean, look, it's hard to predict game flow. But this, if ever there was going to be a time, this feels like one of those games where they're going to put on a bit of a show offensively because neither defense is great at stopping either one. So you could, I could already see it playing out where we're looking at a game in the 30s for both teams, Jack. I would probably oh. roll with Randall Cobb over Godwin. All right. Thank you so much for your help. No problem. All right. Let's go out to Hanover Park and Eric. Hey, Eric. Hey, Jeff. Good morning. Thanks for taking my call. No problem. Um, I've got a standard league uh, running back question. Uh, Kareem Hunt is a lock, and then I've got Lamar Miller, Tariq Cohen, or Kenyon Drake. I need two of them. Uh, PPR or standard? Standard. All right, so I'm going to take Drake out of the mix for that one just because uh, Miller and Cohen, I feel a little bit better about their opportunities the dolphins the way drake's being used it's been better of late for sir for sure but unless he's scoring you know a touchdown it's kind of hard to count on drake's workload right now miller and cone now i'll say this miller that denver broncos run defense has not been great statistically however i will admit that uh you can't completely throw him out the window but they've had some pretty tough games in particular against the jets where those rushing numbers were just completely skewed by a monster day by the Jets, Isaiah Crowell. I'm not sure they're as bad defensively against the run as it looks. But, nevertheless, I still like Lamar Miller over Tariq Cohen a little bit today. I could see Jordan Howard. Again, I kind of talked about it earlier. I could easily see the Bears playing a little bit close to the vest in Buffalo with a pretty stout defense. The only way the Bills win this game is if Trubisky really makes mistakes. At least that's the way it feels. You can't see any way... You should be fearful of Nathan Peterman. So I'm going to go with Lamar Miller over Tariq Cohen, Eric. I like it. Thank you very much. All right. Again, Eric drops off, leaves the line open for you. That's 312-332-3776. If you have a fantasy football question you'd like to bounce off me, we can talk through it, all the scenarios, and try and 
try and get you a win here on ESPN 1000. Again, I'm Jeff Meller. Shoot me a tweet at Jeff underscore Meller. And don't forget Fred Hubner and Steve Mongo McMichael get you set for Bears and Bills. Coming up next on Chicago's NFL Game Day. But don't go anywhere. We've still got one more segment to go right here on Fantasy Football Frenzy on ESPN 1000. This is Fantasy Football Frenzy. Sid Luckman. I'll go with Sid Luckman. Give me Joe Namath. I think Joe Namath will. Don Maynard. Let's go with Don. Morons. I can't take it. Put him on hold. Take it. That's what he gets. I hope Robbie Anderson doesn't play. I hope he doesn't play. My dear Matt Forte. What was his last Why not Jameis Winston? Jameis Winston. You know what? How about this? How about Jameson Winston? I think Jameson Winston's going to score the touchdown. This is Fantasy Football Frenzy. Yes, it is. Fantasy Football Frenzy brought to you by Twin Peaks, the ultimate sports lodge. Eats, drinks, scenic views. That, of course, was Don LaGreca and the Mike... The Michael K. Show on ESPN New York. Classic. Gotta love it. Morons! I can't take it. Put him on hold. As you just heard, Mongo, who is up next with Fred Hubner. Again, I'm Jeff Meller. You can tweet at me at Jeff underscore Meller. After the show wraps up, I'll try and answer all your questions for fantasy football there as well. But we got a few minutes left, so let's uh, plow through some of these calls. Let's try Freddie. In Crown Point, Indiana. Hello, Fred. Hi. Um, I just saw that um, Elijah McGuire from the Jets came off IR. He did. Yes, and they're projecting 5.2 points for him. Um, I'm in a 14-person PPR league, or non-PPR league, so the pickings are pretty slim. I could pick him up and play him, or I could play Chris Ivory against the Bears. Whew. All right, yeah, know, that, that's bad. not that's no, but I, you know what? I completely understand it. I, I'm in a 16 team league as well, Fred. So I know the going gets tough when you get that many teams. I'm going to say, look, I, I'm glad you brought up projections because the one thing I'll say is this: you look at projections, they make you feel good when you have the, the higher projected score over your opponent. But the reality is that projections, the way they work, they're never going to give you, you know, the, the extreme outliers. You're never going to see a guy projected, you know, to go for monster numbers. At the same th- same time, too, you're never going to see, you know, a complete flop predicted. It's just the way projections work. And so I kind of, I don't get too caught up in them when I'm setting my lineup. Fred, I will say this. Elijah Maguire versus Chris Ivory for me, with the PPR format in play, I would roll the dice on Maguire. He, I do think he will be worked in to the, uh, to the role that we saw with uh, Below Powell. Going forward, now exactly what we're going to see from him today, kind of hard to anticipate. But Chris Ivory, I don't expect much from him either. So I think with PPR in play, I would start Elijah McGuire over Ivory today. Great, because he's been practicing for two weeks. So exactly. That's so you have to believe that, again, with Powell out, stands to reason that McGuire will kind of step into that role and be more the pass catching back. So I do like that. And over I- Ivory, it's not really, you know, Unless Shady McCoy leaves the game with injury, you don't feel great about Chris Ivory either. So, right. I appreciate. Thanks for the information. No problem, Fred. Let's go to West Dundee and Jason. Jason's on the phone. What's up, Jay? Hey, good morning, Jeff. Uh, I need three out of these four. Uh, it's either Drake, Chubb, Edelman, and Cup. And the PPR. Let's go with. Uh, yeah, PPR. Yeah. So let's go with let's lock 
Cup and Edelman into the lineup. And I'm going to go ahead and say I would use Kenyon Drake over Chubb right now. Look, it's going to be a tough matchup for the Browns. You could very easily see the Chiefs getting up early and the game getting away from the Browns and maybe Chubb not getting the type of opportunity we'd like. I could see a lot of uh, dump-offs going to Duke Johnson's way. I would play in the PPR format Drake over Chubb today. Okay, thank you. All righty. Let's try a couple more here before we get to the two-minute warning. We'll try Dave and Elgin. Hello, Dave. Hey, Jeff. I have a a standard league I'm in. I have Stephon Diggs. Mm -hmm. I know he's not playing, so I went out on the waiver wire this morning and got uh, Treadwell. Mm Mm-hmm. So I have a choice between Treadwell and Valdez Scanling from Green Bay. Valdez Scanling, cool. sure, sure. Uh, the standard league, not yeah. PPR. So yes. I don't. Okay, standard. Yeah, you know what? In in the standard format, I'm going to say I would use Vandel, Van uh, Valdez Scantling, Marquez Van, Van Valdez Scantling from the Packers. Uh, even though Cobb returns, Treadwell has been too inconsistent, and I like what I've seen from Valdez Scantling. So I would play him, Dave. Okay, thanks. We're coming up in the two-minute warning. This is the two-minute warning. And that'll take us to the two-minute warning. All right, so rapid fire here. Dave in Hammond, Indiana, has a PPR question. Wants to know, Alex Collins or Austin Eckler? Dave, let's go ahead and use Austin Eckler because, again, he's more of a pass, pass catcher. Don't anticipate too many passes going Alex Collins' way, and Alex Collins has even been dealing with an injury. So you wonder with the you know the trade for Ty Montgomery, and you've still got Buck Allen there. Uh, the best days for Alex Collins might be over. I would also use Rivers over Flacco there, Dave. Schaub has Brady or Goff. Ah, oh, Schaub, let's go Brady. I mean that one. I just the volume should be there again talked about it earlier with Jared Goff. I'm always a little concerned Todd Gurley stealing too many of the touchdowns. And when you've got a great alternative like Tom Brady to use, I would definitely use Brady over Goff today. Alejandro has a PPR question. Wants to know, should he use LaShawn McCoy or Mark Ingram? Alejandro, let's go with Mark Ingram. Unfortunately for McCoy, even though he's still a dynamic player with Nathan Peterman under center, you have to believe the Bears are going to do everything in their power to make Peterman beat them, and it's going to be tough sledding for LaShawn McCoy today, I have to imagine. Alex in Palatine wants to know, Traquan Smith or Taylor Gabriel? Alex, let's go ahead and use Gabriel. I talked about it earlier with Traquan Smith. He's a deep threat. I like what I've seen from him, but until he sees more volume, I don't want to start him in the PPR format. Mark... Wants to know Deshaun Watson or Jared Goff. Mark, let's go ahead and use Jared Goff. Uh, I like the Saints matchup for him. I think there's going to be a lot of points in that game. And I'm going to use Jared Goff over Deshaun Watson. Okay, again, that's going to do it for us. But don't go anywhere because Fred Hubner and Steve Mongo McMichael will get you set with your Bills and Bears preview. Chicago's NFL game day coming up next. Again, I'm Jeff Meller. Thanks to my man, Eric Ostrowski, for dialing us up. And thanks to you for listening. Again, Jeff underscore Meller on Twitter. And thanks to Twin Peaks, because Fantasy Football Frenzy is presented by Twin Peaks, the ultimate sports lodge. Eats, drinks, scenic views. Thanks for listening. Back next week, I'm Jeff Meller. This is ESPN 1000. Touchdown.